Put that rum down. Hello, good night. Welcome to the rum shop. A curious place, a kindred spirits. With a chat boat, trials and tribulations, love and laughter, followed by a shuttle. Welcome to the rum shop. His name's Gordon and his name's Corey. I'm out. Woohoo! We are back with another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the rum shop. I'm Gordon and him over there is Corey. How's it going? It's all good, man. It's all good. It's uh good to be back on the airways. Yeah, and another guest. My God, we're stepping up this season. <laughs> we are giving the people a lot more than, than they expected, a lot more than we expected, I think. It's, it's a combination of like Trevor McDonald and Lenny Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's which one, we could, you know, it's on them kind of levels. <laughs> but as I'm grey, I'll go for Trevor. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this to this chat we're going to have soon. It's going to be really interesting. We love having guests in the room shop. So, tell me, what you been up to this week? Um, wow, it's been a little bit crazy, a little bit full on. It's, yes, it's been a bit of a crazy week, busy. It's just the balance, isn't it? That's what it is, just balance. And sometimes it's like some days like, oh, it's crazy. You, know, you just feel like you just want to not do it. Your brain is telling you the negative thoughts. Like, you know, you just, no, no, it's not going to happen. You just be negative. And you, just, you just get on your phone. And, but once you plough through it, you make that plan and you make that, you cut through that that day, that work, it feels better. So come to the end of the week, I started with a little bit crazy, but we're getting there. So it's, it's, you know, stuff's getting done. We had a special announcement as well. Yeah, boy, we are well curious. <laughs> come on, let's go. We come far. Well, it's been announced. So do you want to do you want to tell everyone a little bit about it, or should we save that? Do you know what we should do? We should do like a little special advert almost. So during our break, we should advertise Well Curious. What do you yeah. reckon? Yeah, we could do that. We'll make a little. We'll make a little city of culture. We come far. Well Curious advert. So we're going to build you up like the Super Bowl. 
it's it's like J Lo and um, what's her name Shakira. <laughs> Which one do you ever want to be? <laughs> I'll be J Lo. Okay, you be J Lo then. You can be Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we. You know what? That's what we should. That's what we're gonna do. We are going to do that. But yeah, it's it's been eighteen months of pure hard work, ups and downs, lockdown discos, lockdowns, to and fro in, happening, not happening, and at last it is happening. It's amazing. It's a good feeling. It is. It is a good feeling. It's and now we've got to deliver, which we know we will. It's a lot of hard work, but it's going to be worth it. Remember, this is not an event. This is a journey. Yeah. Say it. Say it, man. Say it. <laughs> That's a song, isn't it? A song, <laughs> song, right? God, I'm sure you're going to sing something later anyway. Nah, I'm, I'm sure that it's a... Mm, no, may, maybe not. It might come to me later on. All right, all right. Well, shall we? Shall we bring in our first guest? Yes, please. First guest. Sorry, not first guest. Oh, first guest today. First, well, first and only guest today. Second guest on the show. But anyway, go on. Sorry, okay. sorry, right. sorry, Lenny. Well, let's uh, let's invite uh, Tom onto the stage. Hey, hi, Tom. I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the room shop. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Not a problem. So, usually what we tend to do with our guests is just to, you know, just to ease you into the room shop. And that's a bit of an experience. And it's a community experience as well. So we always have some questions and then we have a topic. And it's just, it's just a room shop. It's just about having discussions and chilling and usually we would say have a sip of rum but not all the time you know, we didn't have water instead so tom so when you think of a rum shop what springs to mind uh having looked into it a bit did a little a tiny bit of research um my understanding is it's a, a place to obviously meet your friends um buy your favorite tot of rum uh from and as i understand it in the bayesian culture they're normally located next to places of worship as well so i don't know if i got that right or wrong but <laughs> i like the fact that you said the, the bayesian culture <laughs> yeah i knew you were going to pick up on that of course you like, did. did i get that wrong no you got you it got right it. tom you you got it spot on but me and Gordon always have this battle of big island versus small island. <laughs> small, big is not always better. Right, okay. But you know what? We'll work on it now. Because we have a guest. We'll save that for another time. So, you know, another thing here at the Rum Shop, Tom, we also, while being the big thing between me and the big island boy over there, so we, for us, a well-being is obviously listening to music, going for a walk, interacting with our children. What what kind of things that you do, Tom, that for your well-being? Well, I got into cold water swimming back in 2019, 
uh, been having a, a bit of a battle mental health wise and had reached quite a difficult time and a friend of mine that I used to go to college with um, also has a mental health battle told me about cold water swimming and how it benefited his mental health so yeah I've I've got into the cold water swimming to help um, with mental health and then following that you you meet an amazing tribe of people and it's just an amazing thing to to do really I mean it's it's complete polar opposite temperature wise to you know Bayesian swimming I suppose but you know the temperatures are sort of dropping to below five degrees and people call you all sorts of names we think you're mad but it's for me it's been the best switch off for you know day-to-day coping if you like with with your with mental health there's a lot of of research sort of about cold water i was only listening to a a sort of brief podcast the other day about cold showers Mm. and i think in the last the very first lockdown um, i was having sort of regular cold showers only for like five ten seconds (laughs) that's all you can do isn't it i can't do them i started doing them over the summer last year i just can't do it i'm not saying as you I followed um, the Iceman. I think it Wim, is. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. So I followed. I had his app. His app was free during that, that first lockdown, and um, I thought, and I followed it like a religion. Didn't know what the breathing, the press ups, and the cold, the cold showers. <laughs> the one that was like, <gasps> even in the height of the summer, uh, just, it was difficult. But when I had, it, it felt, I felt fresh. I felt mm. relaxed. And that's what sort of goes in what was, goes into our next into our topic that we want to talk about, which is sort of the swimming aspect and sort of mental health and mental health awareness week. And we know that the, the cold water gives you that release. Is that something that gives that to you, Tom? That sort of release, that sort of clear mind. It's the the best way to describe it is it, it's like a switch. So if you're in a particularly bad headspace or you know you've just got stuff in your mind and you just need an escape you know some people might go for a run or go to the gym or go for a walk outside um you know when you're in the water you are very much in that moment um and the fact if if you're like me if you're a lover of the outdoors you're surrounded by nature the whole time you're in the water and you completely and utterly just forget everything that's going on headspace wise it's just the most chilled out experience really I suppose um I remember I was swimming a few weeks back with a friend of mine and I could have I, I, I was a bit tight on time um so I couldn't stay for too long but I just remember thinking I, I could just spend about half an hour here it was just there was no noise you know um and it's yeah it, it's a switch you know you might go back into whatever's going on at home or work or you know the, the sort of you know, like the voices in your head if you like but um it, it, it yeah it, it's just a switch off it's the only way to describe it really yes um obviously you know mel yeah we you know mel loves swimming and she talks up swimming quite a lot i think it was at the happy place near water um 
I am not a swimmer. <laughs> I did say that. that comes as no surprise to anybody. <laughs> I've learned to swim. Then. I just can't float. I'll lend, I'll lend you a toe float. I've got a spare. You're all right. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I've got a spare. As long as you're cool with it being pink, it is bright pink. I'll just pre warn you. As long as I can float, I don't care. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So, um, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm not much of a big swimmer, but I like the aspect of swimming. It seems mm. it's relaxing. It seems like it's a, a different way of exercise than the sort of the pounding of the running or lifting weights or anything like that. And it's something that I have toyed about learning to swim again because mm. my little boy is at that age now where he wants to swim and I want to take him but it's not good if I'm just sort of treading water <laughs> yeah it's just a, it's a challenging one how old's, how old's your little boy he's he's five yeah I've got a son who's uh seven he's having swimming lessons at the minute so yeah I get I get that you want to be able to go in with them and uh yeah, feel com- confident enough to do it as well. Um, I, I mean, I only learnt to do front crawl when I was I'm for, I turned forty five at the end of this year, and I I learnt front crawl for the first time uh, earlier on um, this year, um, or well, it may have been late last year. But I, I having having had my first cold water experience, I wanted to learn how to do it safely, so I went and had a, a cold water like intro lesson. With a with a good friend of mine um, down at Clevedon Marine Lake, and I think it's the, the the good way to do it. But then I thought, well, actually, I'm loving this so much. It'd be nice to, like you say, learn how to swim properly. So, you know, if you if you like the water, then it's the next sort of step on. I felt. I was going to ask you actually, did you do it for the cold water because it was, you know, you could probably be a bit more. Uh, exhilarated versus the kind of the breaststroke which feels a little bit softer and a bit more gentle <laughs> i initially i was just wanted to learn how to just get into the water and acclimatize and then spend time in it and then you you think oh, actually, I, I, you enjoy it so much you end up doing a bit each time you go in you might swim a little bit further and a little bit further i i swam fairly recently it was all breaststroke swimming but we swam upstream and it's the furthest swim upstream that we've done from where I, I swim in Stratford and but I, I'd love I've always wanted to learn how to do proper front crawl yeah um, so you know if, if you go go on holiday and you know the, the, the water's cold enough you, it'd be quite nice to be able to do a bit of distance so I'm wanting to build up my distance in and then time in the water um, as the temperatures drop as well Interesting, because if I was to think about water, that sort of cold, it's got cold swimming as well. I, I, I just thought you just jump in and do it, but then you said you had to train for it. So. You you do have to become acclimatised. Um, it you know to to be brutally honest, some some people have you know unfortunately you know lost their lives as a result of going into cold water they've you know jumped into cold water and cold water shock and you know they're not used to it and they you know some people just jump in um but you know i was taught by roe clark down at clevedon um you know you sort of pick a spot 
somewhere further away from you and then as you're going and you take a big deep breath in and then just slow your breathing down because the, the first thing to first thing you do when you jump into cold water or you know when you were saying about having cold showers it takes your breath away so if you jump into cold water especially if you happen to happen to go underneath the cold water the first thing you're going to do is just be freaked by that that cold water and that's it is quite dangerous um so i wanted to wanted to do it properly um and then since then you, you then just build up the, the time in the water um you know some people sort of look like they've been in for hours but it's only a, it's only a few minutes um you know I've, I've done five minute swims when it's been 2.6 degrees wow um and you you, you get in the water and you, you being 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 men you know it reaches a certain area and you do get quite high pitched in your tone of voice but, <laughs> um, uh, yeah but uh it's yeah you do you do have to sort of build up your time in i think it's the same though with the wim hof uh, method that you were trying that you know you, you start with so many seconds and you build up and build up and build up and then eventually you're you're doing it for i, I don't know they, some people do it for minutes don't they i don't know yeah, some people. <laughs> yeah, they do it for um, a very long time. Um, I, I, mean, I read a book last year. Um, it was a sports book, and about this guy who's doing sort of different training across the world, and he did some training with uh, Wim Hof. And they say not the cold water when he was training. Um, it was Ross, the Ross Edley book. Yeah, um, he's in a swim around the UK, and he was saying it built it helped to build his tolerance for the whole. Cause he did a lot of training. Yeah, he found like he didn't catch any cold and he wouldn't run down because of the amount of training that he was doing because he was using that method. And I know Wim says he he had a cold for like ten, eleven years, and when loads of scientists have checked on him and said, "Oh, that's not true," he, he's defined science. And he's got other people involved to prove the fact that it can be done, that anybody can do it. So mm. the method is 100% there. It's just how pe- how brave people are to do it. Um, and I know for Wim, it was, he sort of had um, the death of his wife. Yeah, yeah. Got him into doing it. And he sort of never sort of looked back from that. And I know Russell Brand is doing the same as well. And he's been on his podcast and they've shown videos and he swears by it as well. And, you know, something that, for me, I, I, I want to get, probably try and get back into it again, and having those two, two second showers to sort of build a tolerance <laughs> to it. And so I've had a cold bath before, got like this rest of legs in, but that was very in and out, and that was many, many years ago. Yeah. I mean, for you, Tom, then, so how many times a week do you go for a swim to help you clear your head? Normally it's once a week. Um, I haven't been able to just, you know, life gets busy as we all know and haven't been able to get in the water for over a week and you you do notice it, you notice the difference in, in your your happiness and things, but most of the time it's it's once a week. I had a, 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 a bit of a meltdown at work the other week and I really needed to get in the water and I managed to get three swims in, in one week, which was for me a bit unheard of but it was it was great it was a really nice opportunity to swim somewhere different as well um now that lockdown's easing we're able to go different places so most of the time it's once a week that i know people who do it once a day but they're, they're just like swimming it's not for 
mental health benefits, but I'd, I'd love to do it every day if I could. It's, um, yeah. So uh, are you saying that yours is more for the sort of mental health side than it is for the going every day? Mine, mine's, yeah, mine's very much for that, that sort of switch off. But actually, the, the, more, the more I've been doing it, the more I just enjoy it. I just enjoy that time in the water. But, you know, when, when you're not in a particularly good headspace, it's, it's, it has that benefit as well. A lot of it is the people that you meet. Um, I've, I've met the most amazing um, people that, you know, the mo- they're, they're, you know, really, really supportive, the most non-judgmental, kind, loving, caring people you could ever want to meet. And the other thing as well is, you know, certainly if you're going to go swimming, there's this, the whole, you know, body type, body image um, fears as well. And that's men and women that, people might look at you and judge you on how you look there's none of that with cold water swimming um you know i've i've been in the in the river just for a laugh in a pair of speedos which my uncle very kindly decided to buy me um <laughs> had a, bought me a pair of budgie smugglers and sent them over and um i thought well, you know, why not you know it was like know, four degrees or something like that so it was even colder but you know there, there's no judgment there people don't you know, p- poke fun at you or or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. Well, you have to come and meet them, come and have a swim. Wow, um, I think <laughs> Corey's the one so he can swim. Corey, I can I can swim, but I can't swim that well, and I prefer warm water. <laughs> that's for sure. But I was going to say, I used to do ice bath. And they, when we used to be able to go to like a spa or stuff like that, it was like the ice bath, and yeah. I'd love to just be in it because it was with me because I've got kind of chronic pain mm. issues, and the ice would just cool down the body, the nerve endings that were kind of firing, mm-hmm. and it was just that whole relaxation it, like you said it just took you took your mind away and you, mm. but it is. It, actually yeah. swimming i don't know whether i could sustain that for for longer periods because it, it it sounds it sounds brutal brutal for the body and yes and i get it can clear the mind but for me i think it would be almost be a step too far for me being mr glass <laughs> It's, I mean, you, you build up to it. I mean, like the first swim I did was, what, five minutes, if that, I think. Um, I mean, you know, you, you you shiver like mad when you come out. Um, that's part of it as well. You know, everyone just starts taking the mickey out of each other and watching how hard you're shaking, you know, trying to pour your, pour your cup, you've got your, cup, your coffee cup in one hand and your flask in the <laughs> other, and it's basically spraying everywhere because you can't keep your hands still or... You know, you're, I'm really selling it well here. Um, you know, but if, if you're that cold, you have to get somebody to open your flask for you or open your car door. But it's um, you've experienced that switch off with the with the cold bath that you did. You know, like you just said, it's um, so yeah. There's so many benefits to it. Um, and what was? Can I just ask? What was the kind of like the the were you doing anything before this to try and alleviate your kind of like your mental health? No, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, I still, I'm, I've 
started working again with my counsellor just to talk about what's going on and you know piece together why I'm you know in that headspace um back in my 20s I was on um I was diagnosed with depression in my 20s and put on antidepressants um back then there was very much a culture of it was medication rather than you know looking at the the root cause of it and talking about it um but no prior to that you know I might go for a bike ride or go for a walk um I remember I was, my old job I was quite stressed out and I'd come home from work and just go out on the bike and it, it just wasn't enough um it, it didn't do anything yes you're out but and it was getting exercise so that was the healthy benefit but for me cold water's been the best switch um in the way of just you know easing your mind but also being around other people that are probably going through similar things as well you all end up kind of being counsellors for each other so you know you'll ask how their day is and they'll you know sometimes people have broken down in tears and you say right come on let's get you in the water and afterwards everyone's big beaming smiles so it's that it's that community aspect as well yeah it is together yeah it's 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 a very much a tribal thing they yeah you are one big tribe and you know you're part of a special group of people because you know not everyone can get in cold water you know as i understand it cold water's anything under 15 degrees but you know i know some people got some some good friends who have done something called ice miles and you know that's extreme that's the far extreme of it um but everyone looks out for everyone um you know if if somebody's struggling then people will reach out and say right let's go for a walk or let's go for a you know a swim sometimes it's that blue mind thing as well sometimes even just being by the water is as near as good as getting in it um I've, i've been for walks with friends you know just just have a walk and talk the river's been too flooded and it's not safe to get in so you'll you'll you're still by the water but you're still amongst the nature and in outside you know clean air so I suppose that's the you talk about you were on medication in your early twenties and we are sort of roughly right within the same age. Mm. And there's tends to be that stigma, isn't it? You know, taking medication, you don't tell anybody else, you don't tell any of the sort of men or boys but your friends because they might judge you and sort of you know, um it's that community where you, you seem to be sort of to be weak and myself and Corey obviously we've been through uh, we've been through stuff as well and mm. you took those sort of really dips in life and we we would know that when we were in our early 20s it was, it was all about sort of going out and having a laugh and stuff like yeah. that but even through them years we got older we were struck we struggled with certain things but never discussed it and now we've got to the age that we have been so I think when we hit 40 is where we started having discussions about feel too right, something's still not right. And it's for you for us it, it, it's it's more of a case of we want to have discussions with guys and men about talk about mental health. It's back in them early years people don't talk about and then think about how the, the pressure is even more so now for the younger generation. Mm. Even though it's more, it's it's out there, it's advertised quite a lot, you still see a lot of communities where you still, stuff people don't want to talk about it, because it still seems to be classes being weak. 
Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Absolutely right. Men men generally aren't good about talking about things, if you put it in inverted commas. Um, certainly when it comes to mental health, it's not a... It's still sometimes a bit of a taboo subject. Also in certain sports, like, you know, in, in for example, I, I used to play rugby and, you know, you wouldn't really bring up in conversation that you were having a mental health problem. Um, and like you say, when, when we were all back in our 20s, it was all about going out and having fun and all the rest of it. And I, I remember at the time I was diagnosed with depression and I'd been put on meds. I thought I'd, I needed some, it, I don't know if you guys have experienced it, but you, if, if you're not in a good headspace, it can be quite a lonely place. So you think, right, I know I'll reach out to so-and-so and just, you know, I need I need to speak to somebody and, and have someone there. And I, I reached out to a friend of mine who I'd known in my life at the time and told him what was going on. And his reaction was, oh, you know, get off that stuff. It'll mess your head up. It wasn't quite the language he used, but it was, you know, it'll mess your head up and get off it. And I thought, right, okay. The one person I thought I could count on actually let me down massively because it was perceived as weakness and um, after that and I don't know if you've experienced it where you try and open up to somebody who you think might be there and then all of a sudden they kind of shut shut down on you or they're not there for you at all um, and actually then I, I felt ashamed and embarrassed to have a mental health problem back back then and it wasn't until I was in my early 40s that I opened up about it um i agree i think there's there's aspects of that where you don't want to open up because you know that you may get vilified mm. by by your peers by your friends and it's it's it is the loneliest place i mean you know being surrounded by your family and loved ones and you know they can see that something's wrong but they're not quite sure what it is when you try and say something, it's like, oh, is that really a thing? Mm. You, do people still have those problems? Like, yeah, and yeah, normal people like us, we all have the same problems, but it yeah. just comes out in a different way. Um, but you, you do feel, you do feel so isolated. I was on, I was on stuff, maybe a couple, few, three or four years ago. Mm. And I mean, nobody wants to take medication. It's just because it's not really solving the problem. It's just masking it. And so it was kind of like I don't really want to have it, but you know, the only thing to clear your mind to give you a little bit of a respite from the yeah the demons or the troubles or anything else, and you just take anything mm. when you're in that darkest place, and it's it's um it's horrific, but the one thing that I did was, you know, was probably just talking to myself in a way out loud. It's weird. Did you do that as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, do you know what? It just feels like you can, you're just putting it out there, putting it out mm. to the world or the universe. And as soon as you say something, you know, it feels like it's off your chest, even though mm. that, you're not saying it to anybody else. You can just say something and, it just, for me, it just helps so much. And then you kind of start to feel a little bit more comfortable about sharing it with your friends. And, you know, I shared stuff with Gordon and other friends like that. 
and it's only when you start to then talk you realize that oh somebody else is going through that as well so you're not alone and then you do find your tribe and your community and but it doesn't always have to be about the kind of like the doom and gloom of where you are but no. just to be able to lift you up and to have a laugh again with a, without all of the pressures of of life that you mentioned mm. so you know I, I i take my hat off to you for being able to find your your space and to go swimming and you know to to come through stuff and i know you just take it day by day because you know mm. there's there's always a bad day around the corner potentially but it's how you how you deal with it and you know finding those coping mechanisms now um are massive especially when they're not medication related yeah thank you that means a lot it's um yeah like you say you know you have you have good days and bad days and um yeah some I don't know if you experience it, but sometimes you, you you sort of wake up and you you just don't want an adult. You don't want to be a grown up that day. You just yeah. want to sort of pull the cover over and just go. No, I just want to hibernate. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not wanting to be in the world today. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. Those days. I, I, I don't know if you experience it. Certainly, being a parent, there are times where you have to fight just to get yourself up yeah. in the morning and put on that happy face for your your children and or your child and in my case and just crack on with it more it is, often yeah. than not a laugh a laugh with your children actually does help yeah it so does it's, yeah it's, it's it's a release isn't it i saw this quote i think they were saying that men stay up late um what does it say i can't think men stay up late because they have such a disappointment through the day and i thought it was just a, it was just mixed. i tend to stay up quite late, I always have, um, and I just watch rubbish on my phone. <laughs> but then I realised it's what men, a lot of men do. I like, read my brother mm. does it, and other men do it. They seem to stay up late because they just can't sleep because it's not ready to rest. It's like that day, that day hasn't been fulfilled, and I've started to 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 relax more. Just put my phone to one side and getting that sort of that rested. But if I, when I do stay up late, then I wake up and my day is just like what you just said, Tom, is like, I just don't want to get up. Mm. I just don't want to interact. I've got family around me, but I just don't want to interact. You have to interact because you, you need to be. You need to have the communication with your children. But it's a, it's a real battle sometimes. Yeah. But I've realised by just putting my phone to one side and just relaxing, in a way, it's just meditating, but lying down. Mm. Help me to start the day better. Um, but it's, it's it's good to hear you two guys say about talking out, talking to yourself. <laughs> I, I, I do it on the way to yeah. Myself all the time. I just can't. I always do it. I I do it when I'm driving to work, in, in between clients or whatever, and just like <laughs> you know, get getting stuff out out there, and you know, almost like you're being interviewed or whatever. It's sort of you just answer the questions that are going on in your head right why am i feeling like that like well that's because so and so might have done something that's got in my head or yeah it is it is good to the three of us are sounding like we're absolutely mad but it's quite it is a good way of doing things you know um certainly if you haven't got people around you to talk to and you just um, find you you find the things that work for you 
you know, mm. I think you said before, everybody's everybody's different. Everyone has their own routines and can go through things, and you just have to find what coping mechanisms that you can to get through mm. each day. I mean, I I try and not see it as a day, but break it down into smaller days. Yeah. So even that morning, you know, morning is is one day in itself to try and get out of bed and just start in that mindset and then I feel like okay I've actually got up I'm out I'm showered whatever listen to my music that's my thing in the morning and that's a that's a win for me mm. anything else can it doesn't matter what what else happens and so I just break it down into small small chunks yeah. so then I feel less pressured by everything else that's going to come just small small wins I was gonna. I was gonna say about music. I, I, I'm a. Uh, I'm a gardener. Um, so sometimes, if it's lashing it down with rain and you're you're working outside, it's yeah. I have my music on, and it's quite a nice distraction from it. You've, I've had customers walk up behind me before, kind of like waving at me, trying to get my attention, and I've they've been stood there for about ten minutes listening to me whilst I'm singing. <laughs> like, damn it! How long have you been stood there? About ten minutes. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, music's a really good one, uh, really good. One. Um, but it, it is, it is that finding what's right for you. For me, it's swimming. I was chatting to somebody the other day who, who's been having a tough time, and and they end up breaking down in tears on me. And it's sort of you can't really hug it at the minute. But I just sort of put my own hand on his shoulder just to sort of reassure him. And I was talking to him about, you know, yeah. Do you? Do you I'm always. I always go straight in with. Do you swim? And I think thinking. Yeah. I can. I've got another convert to it. <laughs> um, but no, his 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 thing is going out on his bike, um, or you know, on, on road bike or yeah. mountain biking. And it, I think if if you can find what's right for you, um, that's the way to do it. A, a friend of mine goes. Um, he's a farmer and he goes clay pigeon shooting. That's his his switch off. You know, going shoot a load of uh, you know clays out of a trap or whatever and, and that's his way of unwinding and forgetting about stuff but I think it's important to find what's right for you some people it might be art or it might be listening to music or just generally being outdoors but you know for me it's the it's the it's the cold water and the tribe and but yeah it's amazing yeah you we do. have to sorry Colin I was going to say I think we all have to find our, our, our own little time, our, our little space. I think it's really important for people to, to have that. But I, it also, it's also good to, to bring people together to have that. Sometimes a bit of a difficult conversation with different people. And I think that's... The three of us here are just three men who are talking. Mm. So that is the start. And that's the more we have to do is, is to... Especially for men, to, to hold that conversation, to talk more. Mm. So, I mean, for us, Tom, I feel that we need to experience this. And <laughs> I, I'm going to throw Corey in. Wait, 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 wait. Let's hold it. Let's hold it there. Let's Go for it. it. Go for it. Come on. Do it. Swim. You know, you know, what, you know my body conditions. Yeah, I know. Paramedic on standby. I'll tell you what. What we need to do. 
I'll get in the get... boat next to you and I'll uh... <laughs> put, uh, I'll Let be barking the orders. <laughs> We're not <laughs> going rowing. <laughs> You're not the cops. If he, went, if he went rowing, he'll still crash. He will literally fall over. He'll find some way to injure himself. What I'm going to say, Corey, let me speak. We need to experience being round water. So, Jamaica? Mel, Mel I'm in. No, you sold it. You said it. I'm there. Let's go. Mel's advice Cold water. Times, so this, to be around it, not literally get in. Maybe dip our oh. toes in. Dip, yeah, dip but your toes. Come on. It's definitely something that me and Corey have to experience. Mm. Um, and I think, yes, we need to arrange an experience by the water. I, I know, I know exactly who, if you want to, we'll do it safely. We'll do it safely. But, um, Mel and I have got a good friend, Caroline, who's a, a coach, um, and she'd be the best person to, to go and do that with, I reckon. She's also an eye smiler, so you can ask her about that. There you go. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm in. I'm in. Good man. You're in. You've I'm got in. no choice. <laughs> I, I, I do have a choice. I do have a choice. But I choose. I choose to to partake and to experience being around water. I didn't say going yeah. in, but be around it. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be around it. I'm. I cannot swim, so I'm going to drown in seconds. <laughs> With your but, dense body. <laughs> but I'm, I'm willing to dip my toe in and experience experience it. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going we're gonna to do it. Yeah, we will, we'll speak to Mal and we're going to raise something, Carl. Excellent. That'd be good. That'd be really good. And Corey's coming along as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Tom, we're, ne- we're nearly at the end of our podcast, but... What I would like to ask you, the final kind of question is, if you had the world's attention for under 30 seconds, what would you say? been thinking about this quite a bit. For me, it's litter. It's, it's a big gripe of mine at the minute. So where we swims, quite a special place. Whether it's in Stratford or... Bidford or wherever, but there's so much litter being dropped around the beautiful places that we swim. Um, you know, if your arms and legs can, you know, take that rubbish to that place, they can take it back to where it came from and put it in a bin. It's that simple. Um, there's, you know, the Lake District is one of my favourite places, and I've seen things where on social media where people have gone and set up a camp several tents they've had a big fire they've left the fire going it's still smoldering in the morning and they've just left their tents there as well they've gone and had a party all the bottles and stuff that left there you know who leaves a tent and sleeping bag and all the rest of it you know take basically if you're going to take it then you can you can bin it take it back with you and bin it um i mean and obviously that goes hand in hand with plastic and you know getting in in our waterways and in our in our oceans so yeah if you can take it to a place you can take it back and bin it it's as simple as that don't be don't be a tosser as one of the uh, campaigns are saying at the moment (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you what that is a brilliant way to end (laughs) 
genius. I love it. Uh, Tom, I think I'm going to say we need to get you back on because I think we can continue the conversation um, and and delve deeper into your story and and what you want to do next and everything else. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Really appreciate you taking the time out to, to share your story with us. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that was wow. impressive. <laughs> Sorry, you go first. Well, usually you take the lead, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the lead. But no, that was that was really, really amazing. So I really want to thank Tom again just for coming on the show and um, sharing his story. Um, we we'll definitely get Tom back on, and we will be dipping, dipping our, our toes. toes. We've got to make sure that we bring some cream for you as well, just in case you it might get a bit uh, and the pink float for you. <laughs> I'll take the pink. I'm not, I'm, listen, I am not getting. You need any kind of float. I'm gonna. I'll drown. You need <laughs> one of the Michelin Man type of suits, so you don't. don't and I drown. Only have speedos as well. <laughs> now leave them. Or you've got them already, ain't you? From painting your fence. <laughs> They're my painting pants. <laughs> Oh good. Yeah. Thanks for Tom for coming on. Brilliant. We're definitely we're definitely dipping our toes and we definitely get Tom on again. And I think we need to close the door of the rum shop. We do. We're gonna we're gonna leave leave you all with our advert for our new event that's just been launched. I hope you've been waiting for it. The anticipation has been killing us as part of this rum shop episode on mental health awareness this is a global warning 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 well if you listen to this you're curious about you want to hear more so we're for the last 18 months we've been planning things we've been planning this event actually this is not an event this is a journey welcome to wild curious we're at the call out is for 24 men to take on a journey through the city of culture 2021 myself gordon and my other half corey not in that way we are two black british dads who care about men and their well-being the club is about being curious to meet new people and new things for men to feel comfortable in sharing stories and having conversations we're looking for men from diverse backgrounds to come on this journey like-minded men who want to connect to us and the artists who are part of this journey if you want to hear more, if you want to see more, follow us on the Rum Shop podcast where we'd be constantly popping things on on a regular basis. Or just listen to the Rum Shop podcast full stop. Thank you. We are God dead.